You're listening to a message from Impact Student Ministry, a middle and high school-oriented production of The Summit Church. What's up, Impact? Hey, guys. How's everybody feeling? Good. You guys are settling down in here. Okay, nice, nice. Hey, how was y'all's Christmas and New Year's? Good, good. Uh, You guys back in school yet? Yes? You guys on those two-hour delays? Yeah. I think you guys have another one tomorrow too, right? That's really sweet. All right. Well, good deal. Hey, well, guys, we're excited you're here. My name's Chris. If it's your first time here to Impact, thank you for coming and hanging out with us. Be sure you come up front here after the message. Uh, We'll answer any questions you might have and just hopefully ensure that you had a great time. Um, First, though, guys, a week from Saturday, okay? So Saturday, January the... Um, 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. Guys, we're having Worship Academy, okay? Do we have any musicians or uh, keys players or drummers or singers in here? Yeah, some of us, right? You guys all raise your hand now, but then when I find you out there, you're like, oh, no, I don't really sing. I don't sing. I don't do that. Hey, but we want you guys to come and hang out with us. Guys, those three Saturdays, the 17th, uh, 24th or 31st, whatever, here we go, 13th, 27th, I'm sorry, I don't know what that guy's doing over here, I, hey guys, can we get our phones away, please, thank you, all right, all right, yeah guys, here we go, 13th, 20th, 27th, it's going to be fun, we'll have pizza for y'all, and it's going to be a great time, some of you guys said you can sing, Brant, and I've gone to some of y'all's concerts, Brant, and I know you can sing, my man, so we'd love to have you up here, man, I'm just saying, if you need a little push, that might be it, you know, I love you, man. Props. Okay. Hey, guys, we're excited for this new series we're doing tonight known as Vision. When you guys see the word vision, what do you think about? Eyesight. Glasses. What's that? A cat? I know. That's why I put it up here. And then I run. Adventure? Wow. Okay. Avengers. I like that. Yeah, Mr. Vision, right? The vision from Avengers. Like he just levitates everywhere. That's cool. Right. Hey, so when we talk about vision, what I want you guys to really think about when we see this word, I want you guys to think about what God's vision is like for your life. Okay? Now, you're probably like, well, hold on. What does God think about my life? Right? And we're going to dive into this deep tonight. And for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what God's vision really and truly looks like for your life. Not your brother's life, not your best friend's life, not your mama's life, but your life. And we have really, really messed with this word a lot lately. I guarantee you have thought about vision for 2018 already. I guarantee you have. You know why? Because it's January the 3rd, and a tradition that we have in our country is the beginning of the new year. What do we typically make? A New Year's Year's resolutions, right? And a New Year's resolution, what that typically is, it's like our vision for the upcoming year. Now, New Year's resolutions, it's, it's nothing new. This started like over 3,000 years ago by the ancient Babylonians. So if they didn't do it in January, they did it in the middle of March because the middle of March was their calendar year because that's when they started to grow and harvest. Right? But enough history lesson for y'all. I know you guys aren't really big history fans. There's something wrong with y'all. We're praying for you. Okay? But here's the deal. Guys, we all have New Year's resolutions. I have one. It's to try and be on time for my wife because <laughs> I'm not that good with that. Right? And you probably have one, too. And hopefully it's not, I need to remember to put on deodorant. Or I need to remember to brush my teeth. Or I really should probably shower once in a while, right? 
We all have New Year's resolutions. And typically what they usually revolve around is either trying to be better at being happy or trying to be better with your health. All right, so you either want to be more happy, you want to be more healthy. So I've got five different New Year's resolutions I looked up online. I tried to find the five like most you know, interesting or funniest New Year's resolutions. And these guys actually posted them on social media. They posted them on Twitter. Does anybody here use Twitter? Yes, just some of us. But I got five of them, all right? The first one, this one guy said he wants to lose weight by moving to the moon, right? It's probably not going to happen for him, right? The second one, but it revolved around his health. The second one he said I thought was kind of funny. Another person said that they want to start eating more fruit, dot, 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 snacks, right? I love fruit snacks. Everybody loves fruit snacks, right? The third one, you guys will really like this one. This one lady said that she wants to start to be more healthy, so she said that she's going to stop eating donuts with butter on them. It's like, I, I respect her. Like, that's what I'm talking about. She actually is living and eating donuts with butter. That's unbelievable, right? I got another one for you. All right, number four, a very interesting New Year's resolution was this. Uh, this one little boy said that he, what he really, really wants to do this year is to stop drinking orange juice after he brushes his teeth. Man, that's rough. You guys have done that before? Oh, it's terrible. And last but not least, uh, number five for us, the fifth New Year's resolution that I have for you guys, and I'm going to quote it. Uh, I hope to start washing my hands after I use the bathroom. And in parentheses, it says, y'all nasty. But we all have New Year's resolutions, right? And I'm not telling you you shouldn't have one. Hopefully you do have something that you want to achieve in 2018. Because if not, man, we got to set our, we got to set our sights a lot higher. Now, but what I want us to leave after three weeks in this series with vision is to know that God cares about your New Year's resolution, but he cares about something that is so much greater than just that. And hopefully we start to aspire to try and find this vision that God has for your life. All right, you guys good for it? Oh, hold on. Are you guys with me? All right, I'm just making sure. I'm making sure. All right, so as we jump in the series, there's three things you have to know in order to find vision for your life. First one, you matter. You matter. Hold on. I don't care if you go to school and you eat by yourself. You still matter. I don't care if you're the most popular person. You matter. I don't care if you don't really have a good relationship with your parents. You still matter. I don't care if you get picked on and bullied. You matter. I don't care if you're the superstar on the football team, the basketball team. Yeah, you matter. I don't care if you're the person in the class with a 13 average. You still matter. Maybe not in Spanish, right? Guys, we all matter. Every single one of us in here. Leaders, we matter. Our volunteers, our incredible band, you guys matter, right? Everybody matters. You might be saying, well, why is this even important? Well, because it's what Moses tells his people in the first book of Genesis. Guys, check this out. When creation happened, what I really love about the story of creation, what did God create first? The heavens, right? What are all the things he created? Heavens, the earth, the sky, water. Yeah, the sun and the moon. Animals, the fishes, yeah. I know y'all really don't like your pet fish. I'm sorry about that. They were talking about flushing their pet fish down the toilet. Emily was. Can you believe that? Unbelievable, right? Guys, God created all these things. Hey, and here's the coolest part about it. You know the last thing he created? Us. 
human beings. Yeah. Right before he rested, the last thing he created, the ultimate, the pinnacle of his creation was, was us. Now, I don't know about y'all, but when I go like, whenever I go out to eat, you know what I typically do? I usually save the best for last. So if I get dessert, like if I go to cookout and if I get a tray, what I typically eat last would be like my banana pudding milkshake. There you go. I got a fan over here. Guys, if you go to Chick-fil-A and if you get a combo, you can save that strawberry milkshake with the real pieces of strawberry in it. You can save it for last. That Dairy Queen over here opening up, I can't wait. Yeah? Guys, the fudge dip cones, you save that for last. Or if you want to get crazy and get a butterscotch dip cone. Yeah, you might save that for last too. Guys, here's the deal. God saved us for? Guys, we're his dessert. What? Isn't that cool? And we were so good, right? Like you matter so much that after he enjoyed you and created you and you were his dessert, he said, I need to have a whole day to nap, a day to rest. You guys know after Thanksgiving, after Christmas, after New Year's, you eat a lot of food, you typically do what? Sleep. If it was good food, if it's bad food, you guys are probably in the bathroom not feeling good all day, right? But we were the dessert, and we mattered so much, and we were so good that he saved us for last, and he took the seventh day to rest. Check this out. This is cool. Genesis 1, 27 says, So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. You guys ever thought about that? We were actually made... Not just in the image of our parents or our older brother. Thank the Lord I'm not just made looking at my older brother. That would not be good for anybody. Guys, we're made in the image of God. All of us in here. That's incredible. And he keeps going. He says, then God looked over all he had made. All of his creation. Heaven, earth, skies, moon, stars, animals. The fish that we're trying to flush down the toilet. Everything, right? And guess what he says? He saw that it was, what? It was what? Very good. With an exclamation point. He didn't just say it was like, uh, it was okay. It was, nah, it was, it was fine. It was boring. It was just, all right. It was average. He said it was very good. As y'all might even say, God was, might have been like, yo, it was Gucci, right? <laughs> now I think that word's going to be retired. I'm sorry about that, Peyton. But guys, it was so good. And I think a lot of times we lose fact of the matter, right? We, we lose sight of the fact of the matter that we really and truly do matter exactly as we are. You know why we struggle with this idea of mattering? You know what we do? We compare ourselves to other people. And a lot of times we say, well, I can't see what vision God has for my life. You know why? Because I'm looking at his vision, right, and what God's doing in his life. Man, everybody likes him. Nobody really likes me. Or I'm looking at the vision that God has for her life. And nobody ever gossips about her. Nobody ever talks bad about her. She seems like her family's just so happy. She has everything go her way. Because we compare ourselves to other people when the fact of the matter remains. And what's crazy is that in all of history, from the beginning to the end, guess how many of you there will ever be? One. You're the only one. Guys, we matter. We need to embrace that and live in that. To try and find the vision that God has for our lives, we have to remind ourselves that we matter. We are like a banana milkshake. Next thing. Since we matter so much, guess what? God loves you. If we want to find the vision for our lives and we want to know what we're doing in 2018, remind yourself, 
God loves you. You. And this is really hard for us because our whole concept of love is all jacked up and screwed up and confused. I can't wait for February. We're going to have a series on dating. Woo. And healthy love. Woo. Yeah. You guys be ready for it. You know what our problem with, guys, you know what our problem with love is? What we see of love, right, we think it's the same thing with God. Like, our confusion about love is, oh, well, that guy said he really loves me, and then he don't want to talk to me when he wants to talk to my best friend, right? And it's confusing. Or, hey, guys, stay with me here. We have a jaded view of love because maybe we think that, man, my mom really loves me, but she's never there for me, right? So we struggle with this idea of love. Guys, God love, God's love for us is something we will never, ever, ever be able to understand. The first reason why, it is so personal. God's love for you is personal. God's love for you is different from, somebody, from his love for somebody else. And I got a verse from Ephesians 2. Paul's writing and talking to some early Christians. And guess what Paul tells them? Paul says that we are God's masterpiece. Have y'all ever seen a masterpiece before? Somebody, everybody's like, yeah, I see, I made it in art yesterday. No. You know, our masterpiece, man, that's like something that's like thousands of dollars in a museum somewhere. Like, you can't mess around and just make a masterpiece with some Crayola markers, right? That ain't going to happen, okay? Masterpiece is a work of art. It is a prized possession. It's like the ultimate trophy. Guys, we are God's what? Masterpiece. masterpiece. We are. It doesn't say he is. It doesn't say, oh, she is. It doesn't say only my man right here is. It says all of us. We are God's masterpiece. And he keeps going. He says he created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We're going to get to this plan. I, I love this word plan. We're going to get there in one second. But another problem with um, love, guys, is that God's love is everlasting. So it's not a love that's going to break up in a couple weeks. It's not a love that's not going to be there in a few years. It's not a love that's going to pass away. I think a lot of us struggle because we might have somebody in our life that we really, really loved and they passed away. And now we don't really know how to love again, right? And the fact of the matter is that God will always, for all of eternity, love you and be with you. Last thing about this love, we won't, we, we won't really understand it. And I have a quote for y'all that I want to explain. I'm going to try and explain this, okay? This is uh, from a monk. You guys know what a monk is? What's a monk? Not a monkey. There we go. It's a priest. Thank you. Thank you, Nathan. You're a good man. It's somebody who works at a church, right? He wrote this in Germany back in 1050 A.D., so that's like a 1,000 years ago, okay? Here's the deal. And here's, here's what he says. You have to bear with me because this is a little bit of a different language transition. He says, could we with ink the ocean fill and were the skies of paper made, were every stalk on earth a quill, which is a pen, and every man a scribe by trade? To write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could the scroll contain the whole through stretch from sky to sky. That's beautiful, but does anybody understand that? Be honest. No. Because I, I read that to Whitney, and Whitney was like, what language are you speaking right now? It's a little bit of old uh, medieval language, old, old, old King James English. Here's what he was saying, guys. The whole purpose and why I like this quote so much is that he basically said that if we filled every ocean on this earth, every lake, every body of water, everything with what? Ink from a pen. I know y'all are like, well, I text all the time. No. Listen, I'm talking like an ink from a pen. You guys know what pens are. 
Okay. Yeah, if we took every single ocean, lake, river, stream, creek, filled it with ink, and if up in the sky we got rid of the clouds and those annoying geese and the birds and the planes, and if we turned that into a big piece of paper, imagine how much ink and how much paper you really had. And if all of us in the whole world got a pen and we said, hey, I'm going to try and write how much God loves me, because there wouldn't be enough ink for it. There wouldn't be enough sky to write it. That's how much his love is for you and how tense and strong and unfailing and unrelenting. And it will just never, ever, ever, ever go away. It won't give up. That's how much God loves us. And that's great. I'm not here to tell you that you need to do something different because God loves you that way. I'm not here to guilt you to say, oh, man, I, I, I should probably start. No, I'm not, I'm not telling you you need to come to church more often, right? even though it is very helpful. I want you to understand that you matter, and I want you to understand that God loves you exactly as you are with your brokenness, with your sin, with your struggles, with whatever it is you're hiding, whatever it is that you're wrestling with in your heart, God loves you that much that if he tried to write it out, if everybody in the whole world tried to write it out with a pen, on paper, in the whole sky, there wouldn't be enough room for it. That's wild, man. I love it. I think it's fun. The last thing that we have to know if we want to have that vision that God has for us in 2018, here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Know this. God has a plan for you. He does. You might be sitting here right now, and you, maybe the only reason you came to Impact was because some girl you wanted to see, right? Or because your dad made you come. Or because you rode with a friend. I don't know what it is for you. This could be your first time ever here. And if it is, we're so glad you're here. Maybe you don't even know Jesus. Maybe you don't have a relationship with God at all. Still, God has a plan for you. And he wants you to know that. And he wants you to try and find and embrace that plan. And it's also a plan that's unique for you, right, special for you, like handmade and hand-tailored for you. And if you don't believe me, there's a verse from Psalms that I really, really want to jump into. It's like we all, I want you guys to think about this. If you guys see this book right here, besides the fact that, I have really cool Avengers on this book because I think I'm still eight years old sometimes, okay? But, like, I want you guys to think about something. This could be your book, okay? So it's going to say right here, it's going to say Michael, his plan. It'll say Maddie's plan. It'll say Kenzie's plan. It'll say Brant's plan. And, guys, what's crazy about this book is that this book, Bryson's plan, right? It was actually written a long time ago. Thousands of years ago, before you were even made or created or even thought of, God had a book with your name on it, with your plan for your entire life. That is wild. And check out what David says about it here. We go to Psalms. Oh, yes, God, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. Middle schoolers, stay with me, okay? We're not talking about babies. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I'm marvelously made. God was obviously a fan of Marvel, right, instead of DC. I'm just kidding. Stay with us. Guys, marvelously means you are extraordinarily made. It means you are wonderfully made. If you like Marvel, if you like the Hulk, if you like Captain America, if you like Thor, right, if you like Black Panther, if you like any of those guys, you see they have these, like, superpowers and super abilities. Right? It's pretty cool, right? Well, guys, with God, we have those types of abilities within us. You know, we have the same power that rose Jesus from the grave within us. You guys remember that? Know that? That's cool, man. I think it's wonderful. But he keeps going. He says, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit, 
how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book. All the stages of my life, all of them, every hard time, every trial, every celebration, they're all already in this book. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. We talk about vision. I don't know about y'all, but I'd probably, and I've, I've definitely done this before. Hey, God, can I just, like, get my book so I just know what to do? Like, college is coming up. God, is it possible? Can you just, like, Amazon my book to me? Like, and I get it maybe in two days. Okay, if it's not Amazon Prime, I'll take, like, five business days. That's okay. I, I can do that. And I'll get it, and I'll read it, and I'm supposed to go to, oh, Carolina. Oh, that's fun. I'm supposed to go to Duke. Well, no, this must be the wrong book, right? I'm supposed to, oh, this is the guy I'm supposed to marry? Okay. This is the job I'm supposed to take. All right. This is great. Oh, this is what I'm supposed to name my kids. Oh, I'm having kids? Oh, man. This is what I'm supposed to, this is what I'm supposed to uh, live for the rest of my life? Guys, wouldn't it be cool if you just had a book that was already everything planned out and just delivered at your door? I like that. Somebody even said no, and that's bold. I like that. Guys, the fact of the matter is, God has a book, right, with your name, with your plan, everything already created for us. He does, and you can't get it off Amazon. I'm sorry. No, and you can't buy it from Barnes & Nobles. You are definitely going to find it at school, right? But what I'm trying to encourage you to do, guys, is trust God for that vision. Because he already knows what's going to happen in your life. And when I was growing up, you know what I used to do a lot of times? <laughs> when I had a, a really, really big decision, or if there was a girl that I really had a crush on, I did. I told my wife this earlier, and uh, she told me that she did the same thing. We would take these eight balls. Maybe see magic eight balls? It listens to you. <laughs> yes, it listens to you. Guys, you, what you do is you take it and you shake it. And I would say, uh, can I please, 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 is it possible at all if this girl, Sarah, will just please go out with me by the end of second grade? And I'd shake it. And guess what I would get? This, <laughs> this says, my sources say no. Right? I'm glad it said that because I never had my wife. But then I would shake it and I'd say, man, please, 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 can I one day play in the NBA? This is great. And it says, reply hazy, try again. And I'd shake it. And guys, at the end of the day, guess what I would do? I would shake it and shake it and shake it until what? Got the right answer. Whitney did the same thing. I couldn't believe it. Whitney said that uh, she had this guy named Dustin that she really wanted to kiss her at the end of second grade. And I was like, oh, Whitney, what? what's Dustin's address? Where's this dude live? I want to know everything about this guy. I'm going to go pay him a visit. She's like, it was second grade, and he's only like, you know, washing dishes somewhere now. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to find that restaurant. I'm going to get him. I'm getting him, right? But no, guys, we do this, and we shake it and shake it and shake it until we get an answer. Guys, our vision with God, a lot of times, guess what we do? We pray. God, please, can I get into this school? Please, will this relationship work out? Please, can I pass this class? Please, can my family get healthy? Please, can their marriage get better? Please, will this work out? And we shake it. And we're acting like we just will keep doing it until finally we'll get an answer that we like. That's not the vision God has for you, y'all. And it's not going to work out that way. He wants something greater for you. He wants something greater in you. 
And it takes faith to get there. We were at the beach last week for our anniversary. Oh, yeah, isn't this nice? As you, hey, uh, parents in the room, you guys would definitely understand. It was really a romantic anniversary with little Iris down here with us the whole time. We had a wonderful time waking up, you know, all through the night and just playing rockabout with her. But we, we had a wonderful time. It was really, really fun. With Iris and with Hootie, we went down to the, to the beach. This is at the aquarium with the piranhas, okay? And we went to the aquarium one day, and what was really cool about the aquarium, probably one of the best exhibits. It was definitely Iris' favorite exhibit. It was the jellyfish. You guys seen the jellyfish? It's, they're, they're fascinating creatures, right? And you sit there, and you watch them, and it's like a black light. Like they are just glowing as they go, and they just float. And they just expand, and they just drift from here to here to here. And it was like they had no rhyme or reason where they were going or what they were doing. So as they're sitting here watching the jellyfish, and Whitney's teaching them all about life right here, clearly. And I'm saying to myself, all right, well, I'm going to read about these things. Because I can only look at them for so long. My attention span is gone. So I start reading about them. And you guys might think I'm a nerd or a dork. But guess what? I matter, and God loves me, so I'm okay with that. And I read, and guess what I find out about these jellyfish from the sign over here? They were actually known as graceful drifters. That's what they called them. I thought, graceful drifters? What does that even mean? I keep reading about jellyfish. You know what it said about jellyfish? They do not have any bones. There you go, Jesse. They do not have a heart like the scarecrow, right? And they do not have a brain, right? Check, check this. Stay with me. They do not have any bones. They do not have any heart. And they do not have any brain cells. Some of y'all are like, that's my little brother. No. No, no, no. Okay. Guys, this, you know what jellyfish do? <laughs> jellyfish, all they do is they drift and they float. And they go with the water. Where the tide goes. Where the current goes. And they're just floating this way. Guys, they really don't have any feelings, so they can't really be mean. Uh, sorry. If, they, if you get stung by one, then yeah, you can call them whatever you want to call them because it hurt, right? But they really don't, they don't mean to. They just go this way and they float here, 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 here. And they float this way and float here, 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 here. And guys, what I think a lot of us do when it hit me, I was like, oh man, you know what? A lot of times in my life, I feel like I'm a jellyfish. I feel like I just drift. I go on cruise mode. And before I know it, I start, I, like, I get a thought in my head. You guys ever done this before? You get a real bad thought. You're like, what if this happens? And then all of a sudden, you end up all the way down here where, like, you're lost and imprisoned in Egypt somewhere. Like, I don't know how I got down that hole, right? Something crazy. Guys, a lot of times, we just drift in life. We don't use our brain. We don't use our heart. We definitely don't rely in trusting God. So I want to challenge you guys this year. And my biggest challenge for y'all is this. Let's not drift in 2018. Let's not drift. Let's not take this eight ball and what it is that you really, really want God's vision in your life to be and say, all right, God, I'm praying. Uh, not likely. Very unlikely. Never. Oh, yes. 
Never going to happen, right? Let's not take an eight ball and rely on this or rely on a jellyfish to just float and drift our way through 2018. Because you know what? God has an incredible vision, an incredible plan, incredible purpose for your life. But guys, we got to be intentional about finding that. Just like you try with the New Year's resolutions. Maybe you want to know how. How can I find my vision? We're going to talk about this next week. When struggles come, when life gets hard, what do you do? Where's your vision then? In the last week, we're really, really going to talk about, man, is my vision down the road or is it right now? But tonight, guys, let's focus on not drifting. Don't drift through 2018. Try your hardest to be alert and focus and be ready for whatever it is God has in your life at this moment. Now, maybe you're asking how, how can I not drift? You guys probably know the steps. If you want to drift, guys, get in the word. Get in God's word. The Bible app. We talk about the Bible app like every month in here. Because everybody who has a smartphone, you should download that Bible app. You can get plans. You can get devotions. Guys, that's God's word speaking to you. And it wants, he wants to help and encourage you through it. Guys, how can we not drift? We can start praying. We start praying more. There's never a time in our lives where you can say, I don't need to pray about it. Man, I pray about everything. <laughs> I do. I don't pray about sports anymore, at least. Because it doesn't really matter. But I pray about just about everything. Because prayer is supposed to be a conversation. If you don't want to drift, if you don't want to turn into a jellyfish, yeah. Last thing we really, really can do, guys, rely on the people around us. Rely on your small group. Rely on your small group leader. You know, these guys are here. These, these girls are here every week for y'all. And you know, these small group leaders, <laughs> they love you guys too. And if you got something going on in your life, if you got something pop up on a Tuesday, on a Thursday, on a Saturday, man, text them. Talk to them. How about the other people in your small group? You guys pray for each other? Guys, there's power in it, man. If we want to have a strong vision for 2018, you got to know that you matter. You got to know that God loves you. You got to know he has a plan for you. And guys, remind each other of that. Hey, when your boy's struggling with stuff and doing stuff he's not supposed to do at a party or in a relationship and doing things you're not supposed to do with your girlfriend, I mean, you got to call him on it, man. Guys, we have to help each other from drifting because if not, you'll end up over here somewhere floating. You end up out there somewhere, all alone. Guys, his vision, God's vision, his plan, his purpose for you is so strong. It's my prayer, right, and it's our hope for all of us here at Impact that we can help you find the greatest vision for 2018. Let's pray about it. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all these students here tonight. Thank you for all the middle schoolers, all the high schoolers, all of our leaders, everything, God, that we're going through in our life right now, I don't really know the heaviness. But, Father, I know that life is hard sometimes. I pray for us who are drifting right now. I pray for us, Lord, that we can have a stronger sense of, of purpose in 2018. I pray that we can know, God, 
that we matter exactly as you are. We don't have to compare ourselves to other people. God, we can understand and try and just live in the fact that you love us. Help us to be reminded of that. Help us to remind each other of that. And God, please help us to try with everything we have to discover what your vision and what your plan is for our lives. God, you have a book with our name and plan, everything written on it. And I know for so many of us, we want to just take it and just read it right now. But it takes faith. It takes trust. It takes us getting in your word and helping each other along the way. Help us, Lord. Please bless us in 2018. Bless these students. God, and the plans that you have for them, which are so amazing. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you would like to get more information on Impact Student Ministry or The Summit Church, visit us online at thesummitchurch.net.